Welcome to the Color of Ideas podcast. I have one major topic to discuss, followed by a couple smaller ones. The first one, first topic, begins with the small works that I've been doing for the last six months, uh, starting at about 11 p.m., 10 p.m. till 2 a.m. in the morning. I have been doing works that fit on my lap easily, just, you know, quite small. Sometimes I'm using a hundred pound watercolor paper and markers. Other times I'm using more unconventional products. For instance, last night I used two four inch by four inch marble coasters. I can also use paper plates, paper cups, plastic bowls, a ceramic plate, anything that captures my interest. I might have picked it up at a thrift store. I might have found something on the road. I might have, uh, that is, uh, in taking a walk on, on the grass somewhere. I might have picked something up from our recycling bin. And in, in each one of these cases, I'm not doing a doodle or some uh, mindless uh, work. I am creating what I consider first class, compelling abstract art. So I I have now something like 40 or 50 uh, pieces that I've done on the 100-pound watercolor paper. I've been kind of doing a a lot of that. I get the frames from a thrift store, and uh, I I even do artwork on the frame. Sometimes I do artwork on the mat that may have come with that frame. And I'm thrilled, just just delighted with the work that I'm creating, so much so that it hit me a few days ago. Why not pick one of these and scale it up for a canvas? So that's exactly what I have done. Uh, this, a few days ago, I bought a Frederick's Proline four foot by five foot canvas. Uh, to me, Frederick's Proline, they're just glorious. Uh, the smell of the canvas, the sturdy, substantial backing, the thickness of the canvas. Oh, I, I'm high just standing in the presence uh, of such a, a, a beauty. So I started one of my six inch by four inch works on it uh, yesterday. And as I was doing it, and I very much, very much like the artwork that I picked, um, but a problem has arisen. Preparing for a sneeze. Excuse me. Uh, The problem is this. It's turned into paint by numbers. Okay, so instead of standing in front of this glorious um, canvas, which is on my equally glorious easel, um, I am reduced to you know, using a pencil to draw out individual shapes, and I and I have it right here in the uh, the the work that I've done that's framed and matted. What the colors are going to be, and so the joy of creativity, the um, the all the exuberance and spontaneity are drained out of me and I've turned into a technician. You know, make that line straight. Nope, that was too thick there. You want the line to be thinner, narrower. And so this is no fun at all. Now that's a major breakthrough. I have done this sort of thing before where I've taken a smaller piece and scaled it up, but it's been a long time. And 
in painting for 10 years, I, I can recall doing this two, two other times. And I, I remember articulating then uh, that the spontaneity and the movement of the piece got lost. Uh, but because what I'm painting, um, what I was hoping to scale up to uh, now, it, it, was, it had more of a fixed form anyway. So I thought, well, there's no real movement and energy to lose. It's the composition that's so fascinating. But it turns out that if you try to copycat your own work and make it larger, like I said, it's soul killing. So that is the end of that. And I will not ever do this again. I'm sure I'll be tempted to do it again. But I won't forget this. I'm not doing paint by numbers. So I have 25% of the canvas uh, completed and it's all black. Now, I, I could easily leave it that way. We'll see, we'll see. So that's a breakthrough in thinking and I'm so happy to be finished with that. Uh, I, I get to enjoy, admire and delight in the smaller pieces that I have framed and matted and they're all originals, so they'll be sold as that. They are not studies for anything else. They are their own wonderful works. Now, that's the main topic I wanted to talk about. Uh, I'm going to continue on these smaller works um, idea. I, I have all these interesting materials that I pick up anywhere at all, and uh, like uh, the coasters, these four-inch coasters. Now, when I when I decide on an alternative material, material you could call it, I, I consider all of them, in a way, as their own blank canvases. Uh, um, I'm not looking for uh, decorative work. I'm not looking for uh, anything that relates to craft. I'm allergic to that word. I have great regard for craft, but I am about painting bold and expressive abstract work that grabs the heart and just pulls a massive response from you. And that is usually not associated with craft, it's associated with art. And that's what I'm doing, to my mind, on these smaller works. So, um, as I was saying, these uh, four inch by four inch coasters, I, I knew that I wasn't going to be using them as coasters. I just like the heaviness, the, uh, the smooth surface. I even like the look of the dark green and kind of uh, white marbled effect on there. So what I did the other night was I created um, the work for each one of these and it's minimalistic. It leaves, oh, I would say at least 30% of the, uh, the marble there. So you actually see that. And then I drew some lines and some shapes on there. Uh, and there's just a, a, a fanciful uh, joy that they, they draw out of me. Usually I, I look at my work and, and I, it, it brings out a real personal and specific um, response for me that I usually relate to something going on in my life at the time. And then there are other times where I might look at something that I've done and I see it more in a philosophical way. You know, this reminds me of like the, the bottom of my soul and here's where I'm, you know, um, troubled and I, I wonder where I'm going to move forward. Well, I didn't have any, I, well, I didn't allow myself to have a response like that with these coasters because uh, there's just an enigmatic 
uh, interest about them that I don't want to analyze. And uh, so I'm just delighted with that and with this whole concept of using uh, unexpected materials. Now, if you're interested in, in, in this idea of what I'm doing, uh, these smaller unexpected um, materials, you could take a look at my uh, Facebook page, Easy Art Projects. The letter E, the letter Z as in zoo, Easy Art Projects. And I have at least a uh, hundred. I've been doing uh, that page for at least two years and <laughs> I admit I am my best um, fan and my ideas are uh, exaggerated uh, to most other people's responses, I suppose, but I'm wild, literally wild duh, 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 about everything I do, including these small pieces. And I'm so happy to have learned that they are, well, I, really it's more confirmed, I already knew this, that they are to be viewed on their own terms, not as like a, a study or or a rehearsal for taking it to a larger format. I, I did know that, it, it, but now I've experienced it at a more practical level when I did uh, try to blow it up, uh, like I just said, on the four, four foot by five foot idea. Okay, now the last thought that I thought I would share relates to a marketing scheme. I, I didn't know that I liked marketing. I didn't know that I was drawn to it until I, I got into um, painting, but I certainly am a marketer. So this past week, uh, I sent an email to the corporate offices of Walmart I, in response to a picture that I saw online. One, a 1.8 million square foot um, uh, warehouse that Walmart is building, a fulfillment center somewhere in Pennsylvania. Well, when I saw it, you know, I, I, you can't help but looking at it and thinking, oh, it looks like a prison. It just looks so boring and horrible. Low, flat, goes on forever. So my idea to corporate Walmart is let me paint the exterior of that fulfillment center and turn it into not just a landmark, but a place that will make your workers happy to go there so that when their children see this new building, it's more of a, you get to work there rather than, ugh. So we'll see uh, what Walmart has to say about it. The truth is I do things like this two or three times a year. And anytime I see that um, some new tech company is building some massive installation in the Dallas-Fort Worth uh, metropolitan area, which is kind of often, because uh, tech companies are moving down here to the Sun Belt and to this specific area. And I make this same pitch. Uh, uh, it's usually to a uh, customer service um, address, which means, you know, the wrong people are going to view it. But I start my email out with, uh, in each case, please forward to appropriate person. Whether it ever gets anywhere, I have no idea. But like I said, I'm driven to do this. One of my mottos is not think big, but think bigger. Uh, in particular, I like to go to the very uh, outer limit of my dream and vision. What's the biggest, what's the boldest kind of presentation that I would like to make? And it is indeed on something massive like this. So from time to time, uh, I, I do that or I, 
Last week I sent an email to uh, Vogue, Vogue magazine, you know. I have nothing to do with fashion myself. I mean, I'm the most boring dresser in the world. But I had an idea that I think they could use for developing their photo shoots in a particular way uh, along the lines of abstract art. And I got specific about it. And um, I, I, again, I got, uh, yes, we got your email, but I, I don't expect to ever hear from them. But I, I just feel compelled to do that. Now, you know, I said that was going to be my last thought, but here comes another one right after it. If you haven't heard of the architect, Frank Gehry, G-E-H-R-Y, you've got to look him up. And, and I would recommend watching uh, some documentaries about him or even interviews because uh, he's now over 90. He's, uh, he's not as interesting to listen to now, uh, uh, which I won't go into. But he has a lot of interviews that are very interesting to listen to that are ten, five or 10 years ago uh, and even earlier. And so he is a very in- innovative architect. Uh, probably the most well-known in the world today. He has this uh, phrase that he uses that I've only recently heard of, and it's called creative, oh dear, Uh, I've lost it. I'll keep talking and maybe it'll come back. The idea is self-doubt, creative self-doubt, but that's not um, exactly what he says, but I'll just have to stick with it unless the word comes back. So the idea is, despite all his huge success, when he's designing, when he's creating, he has this um, um, anxiety about what he's doing. And I so uh, recognize that with myself, whether I'm in front of a six-foot canvas or um, a, a much, much smaller piece, Um, there's a little whisper there that says it's not going to be dynamic this time. It's not going to grab you and elicit a huge response. There's some aspect of that every time I create, which, you know, is funny because I'm surrounded here at my home studio by at least 50 works, maybe more because there's so many of these smaller ones, 75, 100. And and every, I look at every one of them, and I, it passes my checklist. Massive response totally grabs me. So you would think I would not have that self, uh, but I do. And uh, so it was nice to hear it from him. And rather than see it as something negative, something to escape and conquer, I've made peace with it. In a way, I always have because I just walk right past that and I keep going. I tell myself, if I don't like what's in front of me, I keep going until I do. So I'm always going to arrive at that place. Um, So now I'm going to make peace with it and not let it disturb me and not even think or consider, well, I have to conquer this. No, it's just part of the process. You know, I have to jump that hoop and, and move on to the the explosive joy that comes out of creating. Okay, well, I think that finishes things up for today. Happy to share. Catch you next time. So long.